Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. So yesterday I talked about the spring equinox, which got me thinking about time. What is time, anyway? Hours, minutes, days, weeks, years, decades, centuries, millennium, you get the idea. Everything we do, all of our moments are measured. But why? Why? Since the Stone Age, we've measured time. And initially, it was probably a matter of planting and harvesting. Most likely, it was measured by the appearance and disappearance of migrating animals. But now, tens of thousands of years later, we're measuring it in these increasingly smaller increments of time. Where once it was common to measure time as broadly as four distinct seasons and the phases of the moon, now our common clocks count seconds. The second used to be based on Earth's rotation, but because atomic clocks are more accurate than the Earth's rotation, in 1967 the definition was changed to a second being defined as the duration of, and listen to this, 9,192,631,773 oscillations of radiation from a casium-133 atom at the ground state near zero Kelvin. Which is like, what? Who needs to measure time? That teensy-weensiness. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's very common to hear, as in the Olympics, that someone won by a race by a hundredth of a second. We've sliced and diced the second into operating systems that operate on nanoseconds. Simply one billionth of a second. One billionth of a second is a nanosecond. It's inconceivable when you think about it. A billionth of a second. Do we really need to measure our lives and calculate business models in billionths of a second? It's no wonder people are stressed out. It takes longer than that just to breathe. Couldn't someone find something truly important for these brilliant scientists to do with their time? In the time it took to slice up our lives into increasingly smaller bits, maybe they could have thought of a way to feed the starving populations of the world. Or maybe they could have thought of a way to power people's lives without destroying our environment. There's just tons of things they could have done in those nanoseconds that they spent, billions of nanoseconds that they spent, figuring out how to slice our seconds up into nanoseconds. Now you have to be really brilliant to be able to do that, but surely there's a better way to apply that brilliance. I suspect that it all revolves around this problem of One second you're alive, and the next you're not. And people have always been trying to prolong the moment of, you're not. So that probably has a lot to do with it. I I don't know, really, I guess. Um, I always find that because the rest of the world around me works on this overwhelmingly strict timeline, that a lot of my day is orchestrated within parameters that I would never choose. Do you ever notice how on the weekend you just wake up? No alarm clock, none of that standard work-a-week parameter stuff. You just get up because you want to do something. And so the sun is up, it shines in your eyes, you wake up and go, oh, the sun's shining, and you get up. It's a beautiful thing. 
I could work on my projects 24-7. I really could. I don't necessarily need a clock telling me that I should be at work. I want to be doing what I do. And so I could easily work on my projects 24-7. My biggest problem is eventually I get tired and I need to sleep. But if I were able to work through until I were done with what I was working on, instead of being constantly interrupted by this infernal clock, that pesky work-a-week world time thing, I would be, I'm sure, I think I would be a much happier and mellower person. Trying to accommodate somebody else's timeline in my own personal rhythm of time makes things seem very stressed. And, uh, and I think that probably a lot of people feel that way, not just me. Do you ever notice how when you're on vacation and you go from the seconds minute schedule to an hour's days schedule, even though time still ticks away just the same, it's a much more pleasant experience to feel like you can arrive around a particular time as opposed to catching the 636. If you get there at 637, you missed it. And if you get there at 630, you got to stand around and wait. And then if you're standing around and waiting, what are you doing? Wasting time. Wasting, my goodness, six minutes. I mean, what you could accomplish in six minutes, good heavens. I don't even know how many nanoseconds that would be. Oh, wait, 360 billion nanoseconds? Something like that. Anyway, it's really a matter of perspective and this perspective of those that you're interacting with. But it's kind of a shame. Actually, it's really a shame. I think the world as a whole would feel better and would be a lot more peaceful, peace of mind. You know what I mean? If people were able to wake when the sun rose, work until they get tired, and then go home and rest. Simple, simple stuff. I'll bet people would actually be more productive rather than less productive. And I think people would also be a heck of a lot happier. The perceived authority would hate it because there would be a lot less control, but I think people would live longer, or at least it would feel that way. So that's what I think. Take a second, come on down and let me know what you think. I'd really love to know. Till tomorrow, this is Elle at Iron Dove, signing out.